High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. All right, uh, welcome back to High Noon, where I'm joined by Bill Hughes, who joins me with an essential song. I did get a text earlier on um, from Kieran O'Rahala, who says, I put Bill's Spotify playlist, which is under the guise of George's playlist, on shuffle while driving. It's magic. Well, of course, the main thing is George takes credit for everybody's work, so it's not surprising he takes credit for Bill Hughes' work, but all Bill's work is on Spotify. You can stream it under George Hook's Essential Songs. Bill, add another one to the magic playlist. I think I've got a magic playlist today. I've certainly got a great addition. Um, Last week, I tell you, man, Jerry Raftery, yeah. when I was in London. Uh, Baker Street, yeah. Perfect ah, but song. what was it? What was the saxophone, was yeah. it? Oh, saxophone was awesome. Alto sax, yeah, incredible. So what's well, this week? Today I've got this if I tell you that Billboard named her the most popular female vocalist for 1955, 56 and 57. She was the most popular female vocalist. Nope. Fifty-five. Uh, yes, mm-hmm. her name was Julie London. Really? And the song, Crimea River. Yeah, kind of, yeah, but she wouldn't have been mine. Fifty-five, probably Joe Stafford would have been Yeah, but I'm just one. telling you, billboards. Yeah, no, here, I yeah, mean, yeah. but billboard <laughs> isn't necessarily. You know, there's George and there's billboard. That's true, that's true. <laughs> and there's the Bible and there's George, yeah. yeah. And if you say black is white, black is white. Correct, yeah. thank you. For, for those prepared to listen. Julie London, anyway, is Julie the London, and yeah. Crimea yeah. River. Crimea River, song. popular torch song of the period, written by Arthur Hamilton, first published 1953, made famous in 55 with the version by Julie London. He said, Arthur Hamilton said, I had never heard the phrase, I just liked the combination of words. Instead of eat your heart out or I'll get even with you, it sounded like a good, smart retort to somebody who had hurt your feelings or broken your heart. Now, if memory serves right, your heart was regularly regularly being broken. So I think Cry Me a River was probably the soundtrack to your life. Well, it should be really when you think how many girls broke my heart. Yeah, yeah. Astonishing number. And most of them are still alive and they have no idea the psychological damage they did to a young George Oak with pimples. But I, yeah, God almighty, there's about 20 Freudian things I wanted to say there, but I won't (laughs) say any of them. But the song was originally written by Arthur Hamilton for Ella Fitzgerald to sing in the 1920s set film Pete Kelly's Blues. Oh, yeah. But the song was dropped. Oh. And uh, it it was then offered to Peggy King, who was signed to Columbia Records. And the head of uh, Columbia, Mitch Miller, said, "Uh, I can't have her singing a song with the word plebeian in it. And uh, so that didn't happen. Just can I stop you for a second? Mm -hmm. This is a different Mitch Miller from the Mitch Miller who had all the hits. Oh, yeah. You know, this time. is the actual head of A&R uh, for right, Columbia okay. Records. Okay. So then it made its way to Julie. Now, on the recording, she's backed by Barney Kessel on guitar. And Barney Kessel was the session guitarist with the Beach Boys, with the Monkees, with the, you know, he was... He had a great career later in the 60s, but this was him coming into the business. A young fella, yeah. A young fella. But 
The funny thing about this is that Julie London knew about the song from 1953 and it was only when the other people were turning it down and because she was a newbie, uh, it was from her classmate from high school, Arthur Hamilton. He had written it and they had been in school together in Hollywood at the um, the, the the Hollywood Professional School. Right, and not the uh, Convent of Mercy. No, 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 the Hollywood Professional School. So anyway, but the song is so classic that only last year it was inducted by the Library of Congress into the National Recording Registry as a recording of of historical significance. So let's get on to Julie London. Uh, born 1926, American singer, uh, known for her smoky, sensual, husky voice and her languid demeanour. I mean, when I read that description, I was thinking, did Barbara Cartland write that? <laughs> but when you look online on YouTube at Julie London singing it, she's phenomenally sexy. She's a bit, you know that line in the bandwagon when Fred Astaire talks about Sid Charisse and he said, she had more curves than a scenic railway. She came at me in sections. You remember when she moved across the screen? That's how Julie London moves. She's just so sensual and she drapes herself over a couch while she's singing it. I tell you, it'll do your heart good to watch her. Okay. I know uh, what kind of heart you've got. So, um, anyway, she was born and there's a lot of discrepancy over what her real name was. Was she Julie Peck, Gail Peck or Nancy Peck? But she was born in Santa Rosa, California. She was born into a vaudeville family. Both her parents were vaudeville performers and she got incorporated into the act when she was only three years old. They also had a hit radio show. Uh, now, she sang for the first time professionally on the radio show. And then in 1941, when she was 14, they moved from Santa Rosa to Hollywood. And that's when she started appearing in films. And that's when she went to the Hollywood Professional School and met her pal. So when she started singing under the name of Gail Peck, she was spotted by an agent, Sue Carroll, who was the big agent at the time. And she was married to Alan Ladd, the big Hollywood star. Well, he wasn't. He was a big star. He wasn't a big man. He was very but small. But she, now that's really interesting, because mm. Alan Ma- Ladd was married to a dreadful woman. Sue Carroll? Well, he, he was married to a dreadful woman. Was he married more than once? I don't know. I didn't check that. <laughs> but he was about five foot two. Yeah. And so all the actresses starring opposite of him, they had to dig trenches That's or right. else he had to stand on boxes. The boxes yeah. But Sue Carroll, she found uh, Julie London while she was working as an elevator operator um, and she started landing her parts. Now, initially, they were all acting parts. None of it was singing. But it's amazing that how hard they worked for their money in those days. Because in a very short space of time, in the in the 50s, uh, Julie London recorded 32 albums. 32, not 32 songs, 32 albums. So that's probably uh, 450 songs. Yeah, so she was trying. But in 1957, she was such a huge star globally that she got the cover of Life magazine. Okay. And uh, so her... The whole thing was, she said herself about her voice. She said, I only have a thimbleful of a voice. I have to use it close to the microphone. It's a kind of oversmoked voice. It automatically sounds intimate. And I think that's a great description for her to be able to use um, about her, her own her own singing. Um, but Crimea River, 
because it caught the public imagination and because uh, it has been covered by many people since, including Ella Fitzgerald, including Frank Sinatra. Even in 1983, it became a million seller all over when it was recorded by Mary Wilson. So, Mary Wilson from The Supremes? No, that's Mary Wilson. This is Mary Wilson. This is an M-A-R-I. Mary Wilson. But it has been used in, uh, like when she used it, it first was in the movie The Girl Can't Help It in 1956. Cliff Richard? No, The Girl Can't Help It. Yes, that's right. Yeah, it is. It's Cliff Richard. And uh, then her recording gained attention in films like Passion of Mind, V for Vendetta. But... uh, her last recording was for a movie that I actually have a great fondness for, Sharky's Machine with Burt Reynolds. Oh, Do you yeah. know it? It's and there fun. Was, she was in Sharky's Machine? No, she, that was her last. She sang My Funny Valentine on the soundtrack. All right. And okay. like she's remembered as a singer, but she did make more than 20 films. And she became a pinup for the GIs, GIs at the second end of the Second World War. But her strongest performance in movies was a movie called Man of the West, in 1958, with Gary Cooper, directed by Anthony Mann. And her character, the film's only woman, she's abducted, abused and humiliated by an outlaw gang. It was a very harrowing role, but it did her reputation in Hollywood. Great. Do you want to hear this song? Hear the song? You want to hear the song? Why not? Julie London. Over you. 
Well, nothing essential about that song. Pseudo-intellectual tosh. Play Black Sabbath instead, says Paddy Looney and Killarney, <laughs> right? Um, although uh, one of the great jazz guitarists, Barney Castle, Joel Chambers said should be mentioned, and of course you mentioned him. Um, little Richard, you idiot. Did I not say Little Richard, no? When? A couple of minutes ago, when you were talking about a movie, didn't I say Little you Richard? Said, yeah, you said Cliff Richard. Oh, it should I? have been Little Richard, yeah. <laughs> I meant Little Richard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I am an idiot. And Bill Hughes is just brilliant. His knowledge of music is fantastic and should have his own radio show. Who's Between 12 and 2, Monday to Friday, perhaps, you'd suggest. <laughs> Who says that? Some... Uh, Bill, Bill Hughes Jr. probably. Yeah, <laughs> right. Um, so there's something about that, isn't it? Do you not get a sense of Peggy Lee? Do you not get a sense of the beat generation? I don't Do actually get... like it. Really? No, Why? I don't. I don't know. It just doesn't turn me on. But she she actually, because I cheated, right? mm. I obviously mm. looked up her career. Mm. Um, she made She sang some great songs. Mm. Other than that. Yeah. But I think that's that's her signature song. Oh, it absolutely yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. And in her 35-year acting career uh, in films, now she played opposite Rock Hudson in The Fat Man in 1951, Gary Cooper in The Man of the West that I mentioned already in 1958, Robert Mitchum, uh, Mitchum in The Wonderful Country in 1959. But she's probably best known in popular culture for being in the American medical drama Emergency, and she was in it for eight years, oh, playing the part of Dixie McCall, and that that was a big deal. I remember we used to get Marcus Welby and all yeah, that sort of stuff. Do, We'd yeah. get an Emergency was shown in the UK. Um, in nineteen forty-seven, she married Jack Webb. But she was only 20 in 1947. Yeah. She married. Well, she was twenty-one. She married Jack, Jack Webb of. Uh, drag correct, correct. And he said, "These are stories from the city. Only the names have been changed <laughs> to protect the innocent." Well, Am I right or not? You are. You are. Jack Webb, Dragnet. Well, they had two daughters. She married him. She married him, and uh, they they had two daughters, uh, and they got divorced in 1954, and then in 1959 she married the jazz composer Bobby Troop. Now, Bobby Troop was a hugely successful uh, character within the music business. And uh, she remained married to him until he died in 1999. And they had a daughter and twin sons. Now, there was an awful lot of tragedy. The children died, different things happened, accidents. Is she still alive? No, she died in in 2000. Now, she was a private introverted woman, but she had been a chain smoker since the age of 16. So she eventually had a stroke in 1995. She was in poor health and then passed away in 2000 in Encino, California, age 74. And she was buried next to Troop in the Courts of Remembrance at Forest Lawn, Okay, Hollywood Forest Hills. Lawn's a great place where yeah. you're buried. And her star, 
for those who are ever looking for stars on the Hollywood uh, Walk of Fame. Her star is at 7000 Hollywood Boulevard in Los Angeles. Okay. So she had her star right. there. I thought you were going to say she was Taurus or something. No, like that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy into that stuff. I don't buy into that crap at all. Right, Julie London, that's really interesting. But the I, fact that she was such a huge recording star yeah. and that Billboard had her cited for three yeah. years as the most yeah. popular female vocalist. Yeah. And and you're not giving me any joy on that at all. No, well, just, no, but Joan says, now, George, that's music. Very good. So, like, you're, you're, Joan sent me a text. I mean, you're not talking to me here. You're talking to all the tens of thousands of people out there who listen to you who think you're a genius. <laughs> <laughs> well, and you can stream all this music on Spotify under George Hook's essential songs, but they're really bills. But you know what I mean. So I get the money for it. So from the fifties, uh, and taking a song like that from nineteen fifty-five, the year I was born, so it sort of has a bit of significance for me. Right. And it was released in December nineteen fifty-five. I was born in October nineteen fifty-five. So all that. the chances are it was probably playing on the radio for me when I was in my cradle. And I would have heard. But I don't remember it in school. I wonder why. Because, I mean, I was listening to Radio Luxembourg, and I'm sure Radio Luxembourg would have been playing it. It would have been massive on Radio Luxembourg. Yeah, why did I miss that? must have been Dan Dare, Pilot of the Future. Was was it because it was a slow, sensual ballad, and you hadn't yet come into full bloom? No, it was because it was a woman. I've told you a million times. My father told me women couldn't sing, with the exception of Joe Stafford. So that's why I listened to Joe Stafford. But your father was wrong on many counts. No, no, I'm perfectly prepared to accept I am wrong. I'm not prepared to accept my father was wrong. But I tell you, I was listening recently to one and I said to myself, uh, you know, Bill has got to play her. And I came in today full of Bill has got to play her and now I've forgotten her name. Oh, well, that's no use to me at all. Because <laughs> I would go off and find I her. I have it. I have it. It's suddenly come whizzing what into my it? head. Helen Shapiro. Do you oh, remember yeah. her? Yeah, we've had Helen Shapiro. No, we haven't. Yes, we have. No, we haven't. I beg to differ. We have. Helen Shapiro. W- walk right back. Walk right back to happiness. Yeah, yes. Walking back to happiness. Walking yeah. back to happiness. Yeah. We didn't play that. Besides, remember, she had a bouffant hairstyle. She certainly did. Yeah. And you know, at the time, they were very unhygienic. Bouffant hairstyles? Yeah, the, the beehive. It became really... Because there were bees in it? No, because they, there was so much lacquer used oh, and yeah. they were piled so high that the hair underneath would actually decompose and there could be mice living Okay, well look, let's do Helen Shapiro walking back to happiness again just for me on my birthday. On your birthday on May the 19th? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a Friday. (laughs) (laughs) I did remember. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know. No, no. I'd be fair. I was in the taxi when I heard it being mentioned. What are you doing for Easter? Watching Easter Parade, I hope, Uh, on the box. uh, If it's on. But I have it on DVD anyway. Yeah. It's one of those ones that just stick in, you know. And we'll have uh, we'll have friends around and we'll cook and we'll go for nice walks and do some spring cleaning, you know. But but I tell you, uh, Stations of the Cross tomorrow? That's your territory, isn't it? It is. That's yeah. my territory. Yeah. It was always the joke about the guy who started and was working his way around them from 
left to right rather than from right to left. And when they when he got to the other end and they said, oh, my God, so you're doing it. He said, I thought he was getting better. He said, He's doing it the other way around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 yeah, no. But the yeah. stations of the cross. I was an altar boy, don't forget. So I did my years of. of and uh, did you penance. shake the gadget? I did. Yeah. The clacker. To keep it alight. Yes, yes. The turable, you mean? Yeah, well, oh, I it, thought you meant did you shake the, you know, the no, clacker that no, was shook instead no, of bells. The thing that they, the smoke came out of. The, incense, the turable. Yeah. Yeah. And you had to shake it to and keep it You had to light it. the charcoal and put the yeah. incense on That's it right. and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. yeah. No, I did all of that. And My God, how can you make Latin sound like Greek? All right. Uh, The the show today came uh, through the inimitable skill of Chief Engineer Michael Quilligan. The team was Alex Russo, Kira Courtney, and Mark Simpson. Sean McGrath. Well, he's up next. But uh, we'll play out a fact, Bill, for your delectation, Helen Shapiro. I have loved you more each day, walking back to happiness. Whoopa, oh yeah, yeah. Said goodbye to loneliness. Whoopa, oh yeah, yeah. I never knew I'd miss you. Now I know what I must do. Walking back to happiness, I shared with you. I'm making up for things I said. Whoopa, oh yeah, yeah. And mistakes to which they led Oh, oh, yeah, yeah I shouldn't have gone away So I'm coming back today You're walking back to happiness I threw away Walking back to happiness with you Said farewell to loneliness I knew I laid aside foolish pride Learned the truth from Spread the news, I'm on my way Whoopa, oh yeah, yeah All my blues have blown away Whoopa, oh yeah, yeah I'm bringing you love so true Cause that's what I owe to you Walking back to happiness I shared with you Walking back to happiness with you That's what I owe to you. Walking back to happiness, I shared with you. Hey, 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 hey.